Good morning. It's Melissa. I am the founder of Yogi Kitchen and Pantry. Welcome. This is Off the Mat. This is where we come together and we talk about the lessons that we learn. One, the lessons that we learn in our regular asana practice when we're on the mat and how they translate into our lives. And also some of the deeper spiritual practices that are part of being a yogi in everyday life. Off the mat. It's spring and there's so many really awesome things happening. I'm very excited to announce that our word for the session is rest. So I want you to take a moment and you can pause me. Think about who you are in this moment. So you can just lay down, sit wherever you are comfortably, press your back against something, and just breathe. And then listen to your body, listen to your heart, and listen to your brain. And just without judgment, just noticing what they have to say to you. So there is no good or bad. They're just, you're just noticing. So, ooh, I'm feeling a lot of pain in a lot of places in my body is not a negative. It's not a bad thing. It's just your body talking to you and giving you information and maybe a little gratitude for the fact that your body does give you that information. So go ahead and do that. And then after you do that, and you can do it right now, but you could also do it later today. I suggest just saying the word rest to yourself. Say it quietly, say it loudly, whisper it, sing it, hum it to yourself, and just notice what happens in your body, in your heart, in your brain when you focus on the word rest. Again, welcome. If you're new here, we, um, let me just explain to you kind of how it works. We focus on a word for a yoga session. And a yoga session lasts anywhere between four to six weeks. So the last word we focused on was non-judgment. And that was really yummy. Um, it was sort of surprising the takeaways that I had from focusing on that every session, every, you know, all my meditations, whether I was teaching um, and being on the mat or just my own practice on the mat, just really being in that place of non-judgment and then seeing how I could take that out into the world. So last episode I recorded was about my takeaways on non-judgment and where it got me. And I was really, like, it just felt really delicious. I didn't realize how good it was going to feel. So I'm super excited about rest. Also, if you're new here, we are, let me just explain to you a little bit about who we are. Um, we are really stepping into our power in our community. Um, we've been doing really great things in the community for quite a few years. Uh, I, as an individual, have been an active community member, volunteered for decades and really never figured out how to bring my volunteer life and my work life together, even though it's what I really wanted. Like I knew I didn't want to work for a nonprofit. I knew that wasn't it. And I couldn't sort of figure out how to make it all work. And during the pandemic, it sort of fit together all of a sudden. And part of that is me staying put in one place. So before I was living full-time. Well, okay. I moved to Lawrence, Kansas 15 years ago and lived here full-time for about four years. And then I started splitting my time. So in the beginning, I was splitting my time between Boston and Lawrence. 
Then I was spending my time between, well, just north of Boston. I moved to Salem, Massachusetts, and lived there and Lawrence. And then I moved to New York, but I was still dating someone in Boston or in Salem. So I was splitting my time between New York, Salem, and Chicago, uh, Lawrence. And then my dad got sick. And so I started going back home to Chicago and threw Chicago into the mix. And then um, my relationship in Salem ended. And so it was New York, Chicago, New York. I mean, Lawrence. And then finally now it's just Chicago and Lawrence. And since the pandemic, I've been primarily in Lawrence. And so I've really connected with this one community um, a lot stronger than, you know, when I was splitting time and I was in lots of different communities. It was very different. So anyway, um, we are a social enterprise. So what that means is we are, I'm not a nonprofit. I am a small business. I'm an, an entrepreneur, small business owner, woman business owner that um, we're basically service. I'm a yoga therapist and a chef. I teach regular yoga classes online and in person by donation. And then all the yoga workshops I teach or the private sessions, those are all regularly priced items. All of our profits go towards helping the community. When I cook, most of the time I'm donating my time when I cook, we do do a couple fundraisers a year. We just did a pizza party fundraiser where people got to order pizzas. I cooked them, either froze them or delivered them hot and, or not really hot, actually par baked and they finished baking them in their home. And that was uh, for the week of Super Bowl, which I think we're going to do again next February because that was really fun and it worked really well for us. And I have a real sense now of how it works. So it was, this year was the first one. So maybe not as profitable as I could have made it, but I, have a better idea of how it all works now. Um, and we're going to do it again around the holidays. We'll do uh, pies, I believe. We'll have to see. I, I have, I just found a, a note to myself um, in one of my productivity apps. And I was like, oh yeah, remember when I had this idea? So that's what we do. Um, right now we're teaching uh, Sunday nights, which is this evening at 5 p.m. at Sunrise Project and Mondays at 4 p.m. at um, I'm sorry, ECM on campus at KU, ECM at KU, and you can look those both up. They're .orgs. And um, then I'm teaching classes online. Right now, I'm only teaching two regularly scheduled classes online, and the rest are pop-ups. So a regularly scheduled class is 8.30 a.m. on Saturday and 10 a.m. on Sunday. And then you can request a class whenever it works for you. So this week, for everyone, so you know, this week for sure, we're doing... 8.30 Monday evening is restorative yoga. That used to be a regularly scheduled class. And now I'm just checking in with everyone to see if they want it or not because we're getting busy. It's spring. And um, this week, someone wants it. So I said, okay, 8.30 to 9.30 U.S. Central Time. And then, uh, oh, we're doing 1.45 to 2.45. We're going to do a yin slash restorative yoga session on Tuesday. So those are the pop-ups right now. Um, there might be more later in the week. Thursday is a day that lots of people have uh, often requested pop-ups. So we'll, we'll see if that happens or not. So I came up with the idea of rest because our cooking for other people and what we're doing as a community-based organization, as a business that 
that is based in our community and really, really committed to our community. I've had a couple of weeks where there's just been a lot going on. So this last week, I was supposed to cook on Wednesday at ECM, help them for their free veggie lunch that they serve on Thursdays. They've been doing this for 35 years, 37 years, actually. And I got there on Wednesday, and they had lots of volunteers. They didn't need me, so I left. Thursday morning, I went in and cooked with them and then stayed. And a bunch of the volunteers for both Sunrise Project and ECM get together and have lunch on Thursdays. And then I went to Sunrise Project, and Melissa, the executive director, and I cooked because we wanted to make a bonus meal this week because families were home from there was no school so when the kids have you know sort of a random day of no school it's sometimes really hard for families to be able to budget that in and we had at least one woman who said I have three kids under 10 and we live paycheck to paycheck and we're on benefits and it's still this meal helps us so much and she was just like thank you and she stayed and talked a long time and it's just, you know, something that we feel really drawn to do. I wish we could do it more often. And hopefully we had some volunteers who originally said they were going to be able to be there to help us and weren't able. So we did fine and we had volunteers, but just wasn't the numbers that I had originally hoped for. Um, so we're, we're really hoping to do this again on days that school is out. School's actually out tomorrow. We just don't have the, we don't have the energy. Um, to do that this for tomorrow also. Um, but so we cooked on Thursday together and then Friday we cooked the meal and delivered the meal and then I had time off. And so when I have these days that are that busy and that's not including my regular classes, that's not including, you know, all the relationship and family stuff I have um, and my private clients that I have. And so at the beginning of the week, actually two weeks ago, because I just had my first day off in like 10 days. Is that true? My first full day off in like 10 days. And so like 10 days ago, I said to myself, I'm going to need to just rest whenever I can. It was more than 10 days ago. It might have been three weeks ago because I had a busy week before that too. But I said, I need to just rest as often as I can because this week is go, go, go. Um, in addition to that stuff, you know, I'm, I'm taking food to unhoused people. On Friday after our meal, my partner and I drove around downtown Lawrence and handed out meals to people, um, all kinds of people, but we especially look for people who are unhoused and we, we know a lot of them. We know them by name. And so, you know, I go look for, for Jay cause I know what he wants. And often I have extra food in my car for him cause he always wants tuna and mayonnaise and white bread. And so I try to give him that once a week. So I, so that's also a big part of my week is doing that sort of work. Um, so I just knew like I need to rest as often as I can. If I need to take naps this week, like that's what I need to do whenever I get, and I'm someone who can take a 15 minute nap and feel really refreshed. I know people who are like, no, I have to sleep like two hours to really, and I understand that, but, um, but 15 minutes, I can do a little cat nap and feel really good about it. So I, um, was like, I just, you know, this week you need to rest. So that popped in my head as this is a great word for us to focus on because we are all running ourselves ragged. We're over committing. And I know so many people in my community and our organizations that I deal with who are just, they're pushing, pushing all the time. And we've just been through this big trauma. We haven't healed this big trauma. And now it feels like, oh, I've missed out on so many things the last few years. I got to go, 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 go. And I thought, nope we need to rest. So 
the idea of rest so that you can be more productive is one way of looking at rest, but it's not the way that I really, that resonates in my heart. Rest is a radical act. That's what really resonates in my heart. And we need to get away from this idea of hustle. The hustle culture annoys the crap out of me. I think it's dangerous. I think it's racist. That word hustle or grind is pushed on brown and black people way more than anyone else. And um, there's a book, actually. I've only heard her speak a few times. I haven't read the book yet. I'm waiting, I think, to get it as an audio, but it's called Rest is Resistance. And the fabulous Melissa, executive director of Sunrise Projects, recommended to me like a year ago. And I never really, I started following her. Okay, the woman's name is Trisha Hershey. It is a New York uh, Times bestseller. And it's about the oppression of the grind and hustle culture. And it's about how rust is an act of resistance. It is about liberation specifically in her community, which is black community. Um, and I just, I love everything she has to say about it. Um, I just, it just resonates deeply with me. So I'm really excited about focusing on the word rest for at least the next six weeks. We may even go longer than this one because I have some stuff coming up. We'll see. We'll see how it works. But um, so that's that's where I my thinking about rest is. That's sort of the initial thing. And I never want to give you too much. And I never really want to have it all planned out. Like I want to be on this journey with you for the next five or six weeks and just say, oh, this is what I think about rest now. And then maybe in two weeks I'll be like, hey, you guys, now that I've really been focusing on rest you know what's happening and be able to share with you as I go along with you. Um, and I love when you guys give me your feedback. You're always welcome to um, text me some feedback, 785-760-5412. You can email me, mel at a yogikitchen.com. Um, you can make comments anywhere you see this posted. And you used to be able to actually comment on this platform, but the platform that I use just got bought by Spotify. So I don't really know how it works anymore, but you can comment in all those different ways. I love getting your feedback. If you ever have a word that really is resonating with you and say, Hey, can we focus on this word? Even if we're in a session, we could probably incorporate another word into what we're thinking about rest, for example. So always I love the feedback. I love the conversations that we get, we have together. And when you guys give me that feedback, I always learn something. I always grow and get as much out of what I'm teaching um, when I get that feedback from you guys as I'm giving. So um, I'm full of ums today. Definitely give me some feedback. It is 10 35 and we are actually practicing yoga in about 25 minutes so um, I'm gonna take a little break finish the rest of this in a bit so if when we come back the tone sounds different that is why because I am gonna take a long break go teach a class and then come back hey everyone okay so it is after my class and the tone may change because well, the sound quality may change because I'm in my car on my earbuds and I 
wanted to go to the gym and work out. And it's going to be loud there, so I don't want to record this there, but I do want to finish it up. And I um, always see people in their cars, like on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and I never really get it, especially since they're not driving. Um, I am driving, talking to you right now, which I, I feel is a safe thing. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe it's the acoustics or I don't know. So anyway, I'm, I'm in my car and I'm going to, in Lawrence, Kansas, we're super, super lucky. There are municipal gyms on all the corners of the town and they're free and they have fairly decent workout equipment. Some of them are um, more run down and older than others. Um, but I'm going to the newest one and I'm going to work out. And I actually want to talk about that a minute before I move into the end of the podcast that I planned. And it's movement and how movement is medicine. So I may have told this story here before. I come from a medical family. My dad was a doctor. My mom is a fairly newly retired nurse. My mom's retired at 75. And my sister is, you know, I'm not 100% sure what my sister's doing. My sister was a nurse. Then she was a professor of nursing. And I know she just changed jobs. And I think she's still a professor of nursing just at a different university. Um, so I come from a medical family. And so people always would ask me. And I'm the oldest. So they would certainly, my dad's an doctor and my, my mom's a nurse. Are you going to be, well, they first used to say I going to be a nurse back in the 70s, like your mom. And then, you know, as we got a little more progressive, people would ask, are you going to go into the medical profession? Or I guess what they'd really ask would be a doctor like your dad. And then we got more progressive. Are you going into the medical profession? And I always knew that I was interested in helping. I'm interested in service. I believe I am on this planet to love and be of service. And I knew I was interested in healing people. But I knew for sure I was not interested in body fluids. I didn't want to cut into people. And I got over the body fluids thing a little bit. When you have kids, there's a lot of body fluids. So I, I did learn that one. I'm pretty much over body fluids. But it's it's still, it's different when it's your kid versus when it's someone you don't know or someone who has a contagious disease. Um, so I was interested in healing. I also was really interested in healing and health without medication. And I don't have a problem with medication when it's necessary, but I know so many people, and this has happened in my family, where people are taking drugs in an unnecessary fashion. Um, my parents would give us antibiotics whenever we had any little problem. Like, let's just be on antibiotics just in case. And um, later in life, one of our family members ended up having a yeast problem and it was pretty obvious to me, well, this is because there's been so many antibiotics in your system. Um, and then other things have happened. I've, I've met other people who were put on antibiotics when, really strong antibiotics when like amoxicillin was actually indicated and wiped out their flora and had major digestive issues and, and health issues after that. And so even before I, I learned all this, this was later in my 30s and 40s, I, I knew this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to, to heal and help people. And so it feels really perfect for me that the two things I do is food and, and a mindful movement, because I think those are the biggest healers out there. Um, obviously, I don't believe that yoga and food are going to cure your cancer, 
But I think for, you know, those manageable health issues um, or for preventative health, those are the big ways to go is watch what you eat and keep moving. I have um, a student who's in their 60s and just loves class because like they say, I love movement. I just want to always keep moving. I never want to stop moving. And this person has had some people in their family, older people in their family um, who you know, got to a certain age, it's like, oh, old people just sit. That's what they do. That's what you're supposed to do when you're old. And this person is like, no, I never want to have that idea. And I feel like this, they can, they can, um, attribute a lot of the good things that have happened in their lives recently to their commitment to movement and to working out and to being an athlete. Um, just the simple parts that are like, I um, have a clearer brain. I can, I can manage stress way better because I work out a lot. Um, and I'm a big believer in that. So I think a lot of people would say, wait, you just practice yoga. Now you're going to go to the gym. And I feel like, yes, yes. That's like the perfect time to go to the gym. My mind is sort of, and it goes vice versa, like go to the gym and then get on the mat. That's what I usually do. But today it just felt right to go work out, not only, um, do my, my mindful movement, but do some bigger movement. Okay, so that was me driving and talking. It didn't go terribly. Um, it was a little different than I thought, so I did get a little bit distracted there at the end. But for my very first time trying to do the podcast and drive, um, I think I did it one other time, but I didn't ever post. I just said some stuff. Um, so, oh, I... Um, sorry, I'm, I'm watching traffic and watching someone do something a little crazy. It's all okay. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about what's coming up. As a lot of you know, this is a really busy time of the year for both a yogi kitchen and for the organizations that we help support and we collaborate with. So we just did a, we collaborated with Sunrise Project here in Lawrence, Kansas, and we made a bonus meal. And we made the yummiest, most simple meal. We're probably going to do it again very soon as a meal. It was a buttery pasta um, with cabbage, roasted cabbage, and um, a potato medley with, with peppers, red and green peppers, and a cookie. And it was so yummy. And we did it as a bonus meal because the kids were out of school. And these days where the kids are out of school... And this week, actually, they had Friday and Monday off, and we would have loved to do two bonus meals, and we're going to work on that for next year. But it's just hard to budget those extra mouths into your house. When your household budget, when you're used to having your kids eat either breakfast and lunch and snack at, at school or just lunch, um, all of a sudden having your kids home to feed them, you go, oh, shoot, especially if you just look ahead. A lot of times, those days off of school are a surprise to me. I'm like, oh, crap, the kid doesn't have school this Friday. And I'm like, I, how did I not know that? So that was our, th our thinking around that. And we had some really great feedback. 
we had um, lots of people with kids who said, thank you so much. This really has helped us this month, you know, make ends meet. And then we even had some people come who don't have children and were like, oh, we're so grateful for an extra meal. So it's hard, guys. It's tough out there. You know that. So we're going to keep feeding people. We're going to keep doing this. Um, this summer, we are looking to do a bonus meal every week. We will do, I think we're talking about Fridays and Mondays doing lunch. And uh, Yogi Kitchen, this is going to be Sunrise Project's deal. They're um, actually going to think write a grant for it. But then Yogi Kitchen is going to be there. Our volunteers are going to be there. And that's going to be very exciting. So look forward to that. The most pressing thing that's upcoming, I believe, is April 28th. We're starting Grief Journal Week. This is something we've done for quite a few years. We did a lot of it the year my dad died, which was five years ago. Um, but we'd done it for a few years before that. And some years there were grief workshops. And I just feel like we are, we've been through a collective trauma. You guys know I say this a lot. We've been through a lot. And it's time to do some healing around it. So whether your grief is a death, whether it's the loss of a job, or I mentioned last time, one of our, our sweet yoga sisters, she um, just moved. She bought a house. So crazy exciting. And then also had to realize, oh, I'm saying goodbye to the place I've lived for the last nine years. So that's, that's some grief work. It's not maybe as big as... Um, losing a family member, but it's still grief work and it's still significant. So I want to encourage all of you to do any of that kind of work that feels good to you. I'm sorry, do that kind of work about anything that feels good to you. So if you have a, a recent death, maybe it's too soon. Maybe right now it's just making sure you feed yourself every day and you get some decent sleep. Um, and so you don't have to work on that grief issue. Maybe there was a few years ago, something big happened and a relationship ended that you never grieved. And so you could do it that way. All this is, though, is it is journal prompts and a yoga pose to help you process for the journal prompt. So you can go to a yogi. No, you can't. If you go, if you email me, mel at a yogikitchen.com or text me 785-760-5412. Let me know your name and your email address. And then I'll make sure you get an email every morning. Um, and ideally, how I picture it, is that you would get the journal prompt, you do a yoga pose, and that's going to help you process it. And then you're going to write in your journal about your experience in the yoga pose. And it's most likely going to be either a yin pose or a restorative pose. Now, you may be thinking the exact opposite, and that's fine. There's no right or wrong way to do this. But if you're thinking, oh, no, I want to journal about it, get some ideas about it, and then let the, the pose help me like process, that's totally fine. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But it's just for one week. Um, it's from April 28th till May, whatever that it's Friday to Friday. Um, I think that Friday is the 5th. Uh, that's the next big thing that's happening. That first Sunday of May, May 7th, is our community potluck. So I was calling this our yoga family potluck. And there's some people who I consider part of our yoga family who are not, they don't get on the mat with us. 
But I still feel like the work they do is practicing yoga, whether you're practicing seva, like however you're practicing, this is yoga. And so I wanted to include them. So we're calling it Community Potluck. Um, join us. It's at my home. So if you don't know where my home is, you have to text me 785-760-5412. And I'll let you know it's, oh, I think I changed the time. It's noon. Are we saying noon to two now instead of one to three? Um, because people were just acknowledging that that works a lot better for them. And I'm open for that. That sounds cool. Um, those are the really big things that's happening at a yogi kitchen. I know I'm forgetting something because I always forget something. We are getting together at 12 o'clock, 1130, 12 o'clock every Thursday to have lunch together at ECM, which is 1204 um, Oread on Thursdays. Every single Thursday, there's free veggie lunch at ECM, and you're welcome to join us. And for all of these things that we're doing, whether it's Sunrise Project, ECM, or a yogi kitchen, we could use your donations and you can go to the website and you can donate at yogikitchen.com. I believe that's all I have today. And like I said, it's, it always feels like that's it. And then I forget. Oh, well, okay. There's the plant sale at Sunrise Project April 22nd and April 29th. This is um, a sale that helps. Uh, it helps. It's our big fundraiser for the year. It's one of the biggest fundraisers for the year. There's two big ones, the, the spring plant sale and the fall pie auction. Um, the, the plant sale really helps us with the programs, helps us pay for things that grants don't, like utilities, um, paying for water to feed the plants, to keep the garden going, to feed people, paying for um, air conditioning so we can be in the space when it's 100 degrees out. So we really appreciate that. And I I don't know the times. SunriseProjectKS.org. I don't know the times off the top of my head. And I think that's it. Um, I hope you're having a really lovely day. I hope that you take some time and focus on rest and what that means for you. And just keep feeling it. Keep saying it to yourself. Keep feeling it. Keep noticing what kind of judgments you have around the word rest, um, whether they're mental judgments, physical judgments, emotional judgments, and I will talk to you soon. Okay, so I just listened to that. I didn't. I listened to a few moments of it. I probably won't be doing that again. So I did get distracted, and I'm okay with that because I feel like... A lot of you who listen very, very consistently know me, know me face to face, know who I am. And in all honesty, when I look at the analytics, I know that you guys are from all over the world, which is really exciting to me. Like, I technically could say we have a global community here at a yogi kitchen. And we do. It's just, I don't know. It feels like something that it doesn't ring completely true um, because I don't. I, I'm old school, right? If I don't know you, you don't always feel like part of my community. There are some people that are not in the United States that have texted me or dropped an email. And so for you guys, I feel like, oh yeah, you're part of my community. And so I guess technically that makes it global. But then like I look at the analytics and there's people from New Zealand, 
um, Australia, India. I think there's been a, there's been Pakistan a couple of times. Um, like I said, Ireland and England, Canada. Uh, there's been a couple Africas, uh, one West Africa somewhere. I can't remember. And I can't remember what the other one was. I think it had Japan once or twice. And I kind of feel like I might know who that is. Um, Ireland, I think I know who it is too. I don't think I've ever had maybe Mexico, but I don't think I've ever had South America. Um, so yeah, we're a global community. I still feel like when I am recording the podcast, I'm thinking of some people that I see that I know face to face. And I, I think about speaking directly to you guys. Um, and the people who've dropped an email in the past, like I go, Oh yeah. Remember that person who texted or emailed me from Ireland? Like, Oh, I, I think about them as I speak, or I think about you as I speak. So, um, I am not pretending is kind of a strong word. Uh, I'm not delusional. How, there you go. I'm not deluded into thinking that like everything's perfect. Like I, there's no way I would even pretend like to be perfect. And I know you guys know that about me. So that was a great experiment. If I could figure out how to make the sound quality better, I might try doing it again and being better at like driving and, and talking. Um, cause I'm a natural talker. So if I'm not talking to you guys, I would be like on the phone with someone, like I would, you know, be hands-free just like this was, but I would be on the phone with someone or sometimes I'm just talking to myself, thinking about the next class I'm teaching or the next time I'm speaking or the next time I'm doing the podcast. So I'm talking one way or another. I come by it naturally. My dad's a big talker. My dad was a big talker. Like people would be like, oh, that William Mitchell, big talker. Um, and I'm sure people say that about me behind my back too. So like I said, I'm not pretending or deluded enough to think that I'm perfect. We're trying new things. And I like that. I like going into a class and being like, all right, I'm going to try to teach you this pose in a really different way than I've ever done it before. And you guys are the test bunnies. Like I've never done it this way before. Um, and, and sometimes it's a smashing success and sometimes it's a failure. I'm like, okay, we're not going to try that pose that way again. And sometimes in the middle of doing the pose, I'll say, uh, uh, you guys, you know what? This isn't working. Let's, let's go back to doing it the way we normally do it. Um, I don't know. I think life is too short to spend a lot of time, like worrying about perfection. I I'm really someone who likes to just jump in. I don't like reading the directions too much. I know these are some ADHD traits too. I don't know what that means for me, but I, I do. I like jumping in and doing it and just being in the experience, being in the present moment and not too much like planning ahead, not too much beating myself up about the past, but really trying to be here in the present as I try to encourage you guys to do too. And some of you are way better at it than I am. All right. So I just wanted to pop in here. So if you're brand new and you are just like, oh my gosh, please come back. It will not be like that again. It may be a little weird a different time also, but not in the exact same way. But that's my, my story, is I'm, I'm weird in lots of different ways. All right, I am at Sunrise this evening at 5 p.m., so if you're in the Lawrence, Kansas area, please join us. I'm at ECM tomorrow. Uh, tonight is a free class. We love your donations, though. It helps us feed and clothe people. Tomorrow is a straight-up donation class, so you know, if you're really struggling to feed yourself or pay your bills, of course, just come to yoga. But if you can even throw a couple bucks into the donation pot, it helps us, um, it helps pay my salary, but it also helps 
feed and clothe people. And then we're doing, oh, we're doing a pop-up. I think I mentioned this earlier, but I'm not sure. Pop-up, 8.30 tomorrow night on Zoom. The Zoom info is on the website, ayogikitchen.com. We're also doing a pop-up, 1.45 to 2.45 on Tuesday. It's going to be a yin and yin yoga and restorative yoga class. A little mix there. And I just found out from someone who came to class this morning that they would like a pop-up at 7.30. These are all U.S. Central Times. 7.30 on Thursday. We're going to do slow flow. I think we'll work on standing poses again in the slow flow. As in the two in-person classes today, or this week, we're going to do standing poses. All right. Talk to you all soon. Bye.